This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. After a long journey, the season is over and project promotion is done with. League 2 football for Mansfield Town again next season as the Stags fall short on the final day of the season. So near, yet so far. Pretty much the story of the Stags season. So we're here for one last time. This is the Mansfield Matters podcast the show for the fans, by the fans. Why? Well, because Mansfield Matters. We're here, as I say, for one last time to look back on the season just gone, to talk about that retain list, to talk about the hopes from the future, and a lot, lot more in between. As always, the regular four, Cam Felton in the far corner, Hello. Simon Mercer, Evening. Nathan Edge, Evening. and myself. Before we get started tonight, obviously we always have a cup of tea here on the podcast, and it's usually my responsibility, mainly because it's usually done at my house obviously tonight we're once again in Nathan's back garden Nathan thanks very much for, for having no us problem. once again so we thought we'd give a little bit of responsibility to Cam Felton which is why he's put his hood up and covered his face on the uh, on the video stream and it turned away from actually, the camera yeah. he does that I mean can't believe it's taken us all season to work that out um, <laughs> um, Cam made us some tea do you want to Admit to the, the public what happened in your team making Don't blame me. I blame someone who ever no. left the team Tell the nice ladies and gentlemen nice and gentlemen what you've done and why some of us joining tonight's show may have to make a sudden dash off to the toilet. Oh, you'll be right. You'll be right. Hey, you said it was a good cup of tea before you find out. Well, that is that is true. I tasted it. Ain't a good cup of tea. That's I mean, until yeah, that, no, there that is lump that. came up that from the water. Started, started chewing. I thought it was a bit of leftover biscuit, but it turns out it's not. Can reveal why, please? What, what have you done? Uh, someone left the wrong milk out next to the cups and. I don't think it was next to the cups, so I'm not buying that. It's on the other no, side. No, it was on the other side of the kitchen. Yeah, I put so it there. that's not next to the cups. I'm not having that either. No, it, was, yeah. it was, it was, it was on it the went outside waiting to go in bin. It was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Next to the bin. It, it was, was next. That, sh- <laughs> that should have been the clue. It was next to the bleeding bin. It wasn't next to the bin. The oh, bin was on dear. the other side. Of the anyway, two right. days old that milk was. Oh. We went out especially early to get some get some new milk for you all. Wasted journey. Anybody else seen the violins? Oh dear! They right. said they were a good Well, just before we start the podcast, we heard police sirens, and clearly we're coming to arrest you for, ta- for crimes against tea making, yep. uh, which has made my decision on the Mansfield Matters podcast retain list. More on that later on. Let's get started then by looking back on the season that's just gone. Let's start as we always do, uh, not with oddballs because there's no game this weekend, so we can't do oddballs. Um, let's start by looking. Please, well, I know. Mine gets one right. I know. <laughs> 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 none. You'll still get it wrong. Let's start by looking back at the final match of the season. Crawley at home, so near yet so 
far, Simon. What a, what a topsy-turvy oh, afternoon. God, yeah. Not off. Again, chances missed. Could have won it easily. Three or four, five nil. Um, Leangle had two clear-cut opportunities that he just blatantly... Not not enough power straight at goalkeeper, so that that was that sort of thing. And we Lincoln draw in and it was other Coventry draw in. It kind of made for a bit of a sour afternoon in the end, where it, we all seemed up for it halfway through when we knew Lincoln were losing, and then it just kind of depleted. It, it was rocking, wasn't it? I suppose yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. Down. The, the atmosphere, you know, it was all. I mean, apart from obviously the Crawley goal. Which is standard Mansfield uh, standard stakes defending. Yeah, stakes. yeah, it just seems to be coming to get get accustomed at the minute, isn't it? Really. So um, that obviously was a knockback, but I think from the fans' perspective, I mean, we we did what we could. You know, we was definitely behind the fans, especially once we knew uh, Yeovil had gone one up against Lincoln. So we still had that belief, and and to be fair. Sorry, I've just dropped my headphones on the floor. Okay. It's all good. To be fair, we, we, you know, we, we was playing well and. How we didn't put five or six in the net that day, I, I do not know. It was un- unbelievable. Well, and that's Mansfield's season, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now you could say that, OK, it doesn't matter because the other results didn't go away. But actually, you don't know that because if we did you know, do our job, uh, that that news would have filtered through to Lincoln and you don't know how they would have behaved. They, they could have been very different. Mm. So you never know how it can affect. So I think I, I personally feel that as soon as we got news that Lincoln had, um, had equalised, the crowd went massively flat, and then so did the players. They knew, obviously, at the side, you know, on that pitch, what had happened. See, I'd, I'd still tried to keep the players up because not only, not only, you know, I know we, we weren't going to go anywhere. <laughs> Sorry, that tea. Sorry. <laughs> not only, not only, you know, um, you know, we we knew that we weren't going to go anywhere, but it would just be nice to get rid of that kind of hex that's hanging over. David Flickcroft for not winning at home. Yeah, it's a very disappointing afternoon, as you say. Now, I think one positive out of it there was the atmosphere it was bouncing. But mm. as soon as news, news filtered through of you know Lincoln scoring at one-one, where we needed to score to to leapfrog, there was that five-minute gap where it seemed possible. As soon as that news news came through, yeah. it was like you know like a mortuary, wasn't it? It was like <coughs> like a morgue, like a library. Nat- silence. Natural mm. in it. I think. Um, it wasn't the disappointment of that game. I think that's just a disappointment of the whole season just coming together. You know, I think we've all had the same hopes this season. <clears throat> you know, we've from from the beginning, Bucky's making us favourites. We got our hopes up at that. I mean, that never means anything, obviously, but you know, it just gives you that bit of hope. And then got to a poor start, and then we picked it up, didn't we? And then we was in amongst it, and then obviously the 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 bubble just burst, and uh, I think that was. The end of it, you know when you know when that goal went in for for Lincoln. I think that was that that ball bursting for us. We just knew that that was it. It was a very frustrating afternoon, Cam, wasn't it? I mean, even at one even one, frustrating for me. I missed the goal. I'm going to say, yeah, you did text me and say you missed the goal. But at one one, did you believe when Lincoln was sort of one 0 down as well at one all? Did you think, you know what, we might be in for a surprise here? No, no, <laughs> no, just straight no, no. Not happening. Not happening. We we didn't look in it at all. Police are coming back for you for that awful team making. Yeah, we didn't look in it. We had the chances, but we just it's it's the same old Mansfield that we've had all season. We just can't put our chances away. And when we're knocking on the door, we still can't. Hayden White having one cleared off the line. Um, 
Liangle being selfish, running it across the box instead of laying it off. Liangle being Liangle, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. yeah useless. <laughs> we just needed we needed team players, and we, it was just the me show yeah. a lot. But it don't help. Within half an hour, he takes two players off and brings, you know, makes substitutions. Only half an hour into games. I can understand True, the Atkinson one, but I think the Digby one was a waste. It's disgraceful. Well, there, was, there was literally no difference between what Digby was doing and what Hayden White was doing, other than the fact that Digby was perhaps not as not got as much pace as what Hayden White's got. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to disagree. That's where we were getting caught out a lot on the right wing. That's where their goal came from. Yeah. For one, it was Atkinson, Atkinson no, dispossessed, the and Digby in the defence couldn't deal with yeah. it. Yeah, and I, and I, I, you know, I, as much as I thought it was a, <laughs> for one last time, Diggers, for one last time. <laughs> as much as I thought it was an odd sub, I think actually, uh, I like Digby, but I think White did come on and, and do a good job. I think he, did. he offered a lot going forward, and obviously that's what we needed. But it just makes you question the, the starting lineup. Like you, it a couple of games ago where you also changed it, changed players early on, and like you think, well, mm. you he can't did that a lot through lineup, his right. tenure, didn't he? Yeah. You'd have thought that he'd have put Aidan White in if, like, he's if if he knew that the tactics weren't going to be right for Crawley, you, you'd put Aidan White in. It's good he's reacting. Big it's good as reacting to it because obviously I'd rather him react thirty minutes into it than eighty minutes into it. So that's you know I give him credit for that. But just get it right from the beginning. It's very very yeah. rare you see managers making two subs after half an hour in, in games. It's 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 very unusual. So just get it right from the beginning. It's it's not that hard. Well, we'll come back to the Crawley game. We'll come back to the season as a whole. But let's turn our attentions to the retain list. Obviously, just released within the last hour or so uh, on MansfieldTown.net. We'll run through that in full in a second. A couple of comments coming in already. Uh, please, if you are watching and you want to get involved, this is the last live show of the series. We won't be back live until maybe never, maybe maybe next season, who no. knows. Um, but um, it's the last chance for you to have your say on your team uh, in one of the live podcasts. We will be back next week, though, with Ian Bowling in the pre-recording of A Trip Down Memory Lane. But that's out Wednesday. But obviously, we recorded that a week or so ago. So uh, a teaser from Bobby Hassel coming up, by the way, as well. Uh, get the comments coming in. Shelley says, Craig, how are you feeling after, after Digby can leave the building? Ask me about Potter. Um, gutted, I think it's the wrong decision for Digby, but we'll explain more on that in a little while because it's got a little bit to do with uh, uh, our conversation with Bobby Hassel last night as well um, Anthony says uh, hi lads uh, yes the sad uh, finish of the season um, Kyle says uh, apart from Reese, uh, talking about the retain list apart from Reese, but we don't know the bigger picture uh, Peter says our last game is a carbon copy of our first game way back in August summed up our season never really quite good enough uh, Ashley says he did the right thing bringing Hay- Hayden White uh, Ricky says hope Maca stays role on Portugal um, and Anthony says he is invested in the Stags from boy to man he will not rest until the team uh, is where the fans uh, where the fans want it to be um, Callum says the retain list wasn't ba- as bad as I thought heard Reese Bennett doesn't want to play for Mansfield anymore and Flitcroft has obviously granted his wishes glad Rose has said obviously Danny Rose signing that contract extension a few weeks ago so let's run through uh, the retain list uh, in full and then we'll get your reactions to it guys as well keep the comments coming in uh, on the live feed as well if you listen to the audio version of this facebook.com forward slash MTFC matters on a Thursday 6.30 ish but you can't join us next week because we won't be here (laughs) right okay here we go Uh, players under contract and retained for the 2018-29 season uh, and or beyond Lee Angle Nath 
Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, C- uh, Mel Benning, CJ Hamilton, Conrad Logan, Jacob Mellis, David Murfin, Bobby Leshnick, uh, Christian Pierce, Danny Rose, Amari Stilling James, and Hayden White. Contract option exercise, negotiations underway, Alex McDonald. Players under contract and made available for transfer. So obviously they could stick around and play a part in next season, but they are on the transfer list if people want to come in and make a bid for them. Few surprises on here, a few shocks for me. Uh, Paul Anderson, Will Atkinson, Callum Butcher, no surprise. Xander Diamond, shock. Uh, Paul Digby, shock. Uh, Johnny Hunt, not a shock. Uh, players out of contract and therefore released with immediate effect. This is the big shock. Reese Bennett, uh, Joel Byram, he tweeted yesterday, so we all knew about that. Cammy's delighted about that. Um, Alfie Potter, George Taft, Jack Thomas, and Jimmy Spencer, and lone players who've returned to their parent clubs, obviously. Uh, Kane Hemmings back to Oxford, Adam King back to Swansea, Ricky Miller back to Peterborough, he's on the transfer list and uh, Matt Penny back to Sheffield Wednesday no doubt he'll go out to a League One club uh, and develop his career even further no doubt uh, Sheffield Wednesday very frustrated with how that one has panned out and let's start with a shock um, it's got to be Reese Bennett hasn't it Cam obviously last year one of the best players one player of the season last year solid solid player is there something underlying there though is he wanting to move elsewhere possibly and is he not wanting to play possibly you think he's been here for a while now and you can look at it and you think no matter how bad the Murray situation was he's still brought in players that have turned out to be our best players your examples Reese Bennett Christian Pierce, Mal Benning they've all come in under that and they've stuck, stuck around so I think they must have been promised something along the line whether it be first team football whether it be higher division football maybe Reese is not happy that they were not Succeeding where we were expected to, so maybe he's had enough and gone for a new challenge. On Twitter, uh, Stephen says, I don't understand the Bennett situation at all. He's been one of our best players since Adam Murray signed him. Doesn't make sense. I'd imagine Anderson, Digby, and Atkinson are high earners. Digby has hardly played. I've, I've never rated Atkinson, and Anderson hasn't uh, been playing much, uh, which I don't get either. And I think that let's start with the, uh, the Anderson situation, Nathan. Obviously, you were his uh, player sponsor. Uh, last year, you were chatting to him at the uh, awards, not the awards. Sorry, the uh, sort of sponsors', sponsors meal, lunch, lunch, lunch on yeah. <laughs> sponsors luncheon. Um, he sort of hinted that he'd be on yeah. his way. He yeah. wants to play for Mansfield Town, but he knows if you know he's not really in favour with David Flickcroft. I think yeah. the conversation we had with Bobby Hassel last night perhaps opens our eyes a little bit more as to why that sort of situation happened. Yeah, it was exactly as expected. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Well, I mean, that doesn't mean I'm disappointed by it because I am. Uh, but he, you know, he did say that it's been quite obvious since uh, Flickcroft take, took over that Anderson, you know, is not in the manager's plans. He wants to be here next season, but he doesn't want to be sat on sat on the bench or playing in the reserves. So you can understand, understand that from a player's point of view. So that's why he said, um, you know, he does think he'll be out, you know, leaving this uh, the next season. And um, as you just referred to there, Bobby, in the interview, which you'll all see um, in a couple of weeks. Um, he, you two know, weeks he, yesterday. Yeah, yeah that makes he, sense. Yeah. Two, weeks, uh, two weeks on Wednesday. Thirteen days. If you want to really count down. Why not? Um, so I mean, he did say again about how Flickcroft sometimes comes in and he likes to take away the senior players and focus more on youth and and things like that. So um, that also links in with what's happening. And and I think also if you refer to um, the comments Flickcroft made after the game against Crawley, um, he came out with. A, very sort of powerful sort of statement, I'd probably say. Um, to be fair, he grew on me a little bit then. Um, 
But you were saying about players earning too much money, you just wonder is, is Anderson one of those players and obviously Flickoff doesn't like that. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors in there which you'd probably have to consider for these players who are, who are leaving our transfer listed, I think. Yeah, I think if you look at that side as well, he, he said, didn't he, in his post-match sort of comments, which we're going to hear in a, in a couple of minutes' time um, before it sort of gets sort of too beyond the point of bothering listening to it, really. Um, <laughs> he talks before about... Before fall asleep. Well, yeah. he talks... Well, to be honest, I'll, I'll say about that in a little bit. I think for the first time he actually showed passion as Mansfield manager, but that's another thing. Um, the question I was going to ask was obviously, you know, Nathan says about the money situation mm. um, and... Bobby Hassel um, last night you've obviously got to wait a couple of weeks to watch it but when we were talking to him last night he was talking about the situation at Barnsley when Flickcroft went from assistant to manager and straight away he targeted three or four of the more senior players who were on bit bigger money and sort of who he felt threatened a little bit by do you think that might have been a little bit of his thinking? Yeah, uh, also <coughs> also you don't know don't what Don't be put off by that, I'm just disappearing <laughs> to get a bit of paper but I am listening <laughs> Carry on Um yeah, it's just it's one of them. Bobby said that it backfired on him, though, didn't he? A little bit. He said he hoped he would so, learn from it. That was yeah, it. he'd hoped that Flickcroft would learn that he does need this scene because I think that's the way he thought he went wrong. Um, yeah, and and <laughs> has he? I, I, it's, I mean, only time will tell. It depends who he brings in, doesn't it? But, but do you think John Radford's had a word with him and said, you know, potentially, you know, you know, I'm not, you know saying that you know but could it be you know to get a player in you need to get a, a player that's like on a higher budget app sort of thing well if so, you look, I think that's a fair point Cam because if you look at those who are sort of you know on that under contract but transfer listed got a point there you look at Xander Will Atkinson will be on I would imagine will be on decent money having played at League One and had offers from League One uh, as well to stay there obviously Anderson as well, Digby will be on a, I'd imagine, a decent wage for a player of his calibre as well. So, is it a case of we need to sell to to invest? I think so. After the season that we've had, especially bringing in players that we've had, Evans is probably you'd probably look at the budgets that we've had for the last what three, four years, if not longer, and they've been sometimes a shoestring budget and. We've managed to get by, save ourselves, and now Radf- Rad- obviously the Radfords invested in Evans, and with it came Rayner and Dodgy. Dodgy. Let's get it right. Come Dodgy. on, standards. Keep the standards up. Pie, pie man and Dodgy. <laughs> but, pie man and Dodgy. <laughs> I like it. But um, they've invested a lot over the last season and a half, and I think it's finally come to the point where they need to start. Recouping a bit of the money that they've invested, so the senior players, are, the players that they've invested in this season, maybe not impressed under Flickcroft or not had the game time under Flickcroft. Have just said, right, this is enough, lads. Off you go. See you, see you later, and we'll bring someone younger on a smaller budget, mm. but more potential. Yeah. What what very well could have happened is the referees could have said, look, you're gonna have the same same wage budget to work with next season, but you know we've got. We've got four or five players there that are on a lot of money. So, you know, maybe he's thinking, well, I'll offload them, change it up a bit and bring in more, more, you know, a bigger squad, but for less money. So you don't know. I, I guess it, it, you don't know. I mean, for me, I, I would have 
like to have tried to renegotiate contracts with those players to see if they would still stay for less money. I mean, I think Anderson would have done without. That's a what, that's what without I think. If he was getting game time. That's what I'm referring to. I, mm. I, I, I believe. In, I mean, you never know, do you? You don't know what goes on behind the scenes, as we discovered by speaking to the two players. So far. You never <laughs> know. But, <laughs> Very interesting yeah. insight. So, but like I said, I, for me, I would, I would have liked to have thought those conversations would have been had to at least try and keep them, but free up some wages as well. But you just don't know, do you? It's a very yeah. frustrating situation. I mean, like Nathan says, you, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Uh, comments still coming in on the live feed tonight. Keep them coming in as well. Uh, Shelley says Bennett to Lincoln, uh, no. possibly. No, uh, no. no Paul it's too says, good for that. Too much, too much money. Okay. Depends what league there are. They are in those. Oh, true, if they, they, up, they, they go up, you'd be tempted, wouldn't you? I've, I've got a, I've got a fear. will be at Peterborough, to be honest. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, why am I all of, all of a sudden feeling sick? Is that taste that tea? I don't know. I'm only joking. Uh, Chris says, uh, "Hey, up lads! He definitely did not want to, to put the the big four. Uh, he definitely did not want the big four in Anderson, Atkinson, Zander, and and Digby." Um, I think the the big surprise out of that is is maybe sort of uh, diamond in terms of captain, mm. club captain. Mm. And, he, and he was playing. So well, I'm disappointed with that one. His form dropped when he had that injury But before that he was actually playing pretty well And, and captain for a while And Perhaps so. he's looking at Murphy for new captain Well, that, well there's I, an interesting big, point We had that discussion didn't we Yeah there's an interesting point Early on in the comments uh, I'm Sorry I can't remember uh, Sorry it was Steve who uh, said uh, He asked will Murphy be fit for the start of the new season The problem with um, The problem with Murphy is Obviously the injury proneness which is a big risk but as we've sort of alluded to Nathan it's one of those where if he can beef it he can be a solid player for yeah. it aside yeah that, that, that's the gamble isn't it out of all of those and to be fair he's probably another one of those on quite a big big wage I think so he's taking a real gamble with that one but it could it could very well pay off you think last season he, he would push it he, would cap, was it, he was captain at Scunthorpe, Scunthorpe yeah. yeah and they released him after yeah. their playoff he didn't play. I think he, he didn't, didn't. He didn't play about the last sort of uh, five or six. That's the thing. Games he's, so, he's capable of it. Quite easily capable of playing League One. That's why he's played there for so long. But mm. I think it's, we, we have to keep him fit. And I think if we can keep him fit, I think he can be that role that's going to be left behind by Reese Bennett. The, the thing is, and I don't want to ruin too much of Bobby's interview, but he said about he referred to two players that we've got who have uh, had bad injuries in their career uh, and that's why they've dropped down the divisions um, Digby being once yeah and, and Malice as well had a bit of time out as well and he said that time out can really affect that player's de- development or how they come back and you know Murphy's been out for a year and a half and I believe he had a bit of time out at Scunthorpe as well so you don't know what player he's going to come back as it might not be the same Murphy that was Sc- well, captain in Scunthorpe so yeah, that's, that's my true. And when you're a centre half, I mean, Murphin's had a problem with he had a problem with his back earlier on in the season. Remember when he played at Blackpool in the checker trade and had mm. to go off. And if you're a defender and you've got problems with your back, you're thinking about you know what is he thirty odd? Mm. He's got the rest of his life ahead of him. He's you know probably got kids and family and everything. You want to be playing around with the kids when you're sort of in your forties and your fifties, etc., etc. And then the grandkids when you're older. And if you've you know got back problems or whatever through football, you're not going to want to carry on, are you? So it's a bit of a you're not going to want to put in the same commitment unless because you're risking a more longer term injury. Is it worth it just for for a game of football? Mm, yeah. 
Comments uh, still coming in. Uh, keep them coming. Fantastic uh, comments coming in tonight. Uh, here's one for you. A bit of a, um, a bit of a curveball um, from Callum. Uh, glad he's kept Amari Sterling James in his first in his first team plans. I feel he's underrated and he can obviously score goals as he's seen in the reserve games. And he's also obviously done it whilst he's been back at Solihull as well. He was on the bench for the last game of the season. I think we should have chucked him on. To be fair, the last game of the season because we had one sub left and, and gone for it and I think he might have done had Lincoln not um, not scored when they did but agree with that side what do you think Amari still in James untapped yeah. potential I like him to be honest I think he's he's got pace he can get out wing and in reserves he scored a few goals so I think he'll get more game time to be honest next season you just imagine our midfield if we'd got Amari still in James you think look back to September Notts County at home Alfie Potter got injured in the first half and Mark Sterling team comes on and pretty much bosses that midfield mm. around sets up Danny Rose for a goal and you just think you've got what you've got Hamilton down one wing and Mario Sterling James up the other I feel sorry for whoever's fullbacks there are because imagine any them mm. pair running here I think we've got the we've got the players that have got the ability we just need mm. to find the system and the, the teammates that will work with that Yeah, and I think we've been very mix and mix Mix and match this season. I mean, it don't help with like I don't know if Flickcraft's going to be the same sort of manager where like every game there was like he, he swapped it. You know, there was somebody else in the team, and I kind of I'm a bit old school, and I kind of don't agree with that. I'd prefer a more solid Consistent. consistency yeah. within the team, and like only change it if you've got injuries or suspensions apart from that keep it the same well we'll carry on talking about obviously that retain list and you know look towards the future as well of who we might want to bring in but I think now's an apt time before we sort of go off on a tangent to hear from the Stags boss David Flitcroft um, just before we do um, just notice in the comments uh, one or two of you maybe having a few uh, picture issues tonight uh, I blame Nathan because he's uploading a vlog to his uh, Nathan Emma oh, YouTube channel um, but it doesn't matter um, <laughs> sound is still there as well so just refresh your browser and it should come back it should come back but it's working uh, alright for us and it's on my phone as well which it seems alright so I've got an eye on, on that uh, just go off though just give your browser a little bit of a refresh um, and uh, hopefully that should uh, work um, Flickcroft I think um, I mentioned it a little bit earlier to you Si mm. we've said all season about it's sort of, sort of like it's like listening to paint drying or watching paint drying <laughs> or whatever but for the first time after a game it actually showed some emotion too little too I'm late sure, I'm glad I'm sat down to be honest I know <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's just like the biscuits it's Nathan fine. just comes for the tea and biscuits <laughs> Carry on Carry on I forgot what I was going to say We all went quiet there didn't we uh, like, I know We were all looking at you to carry on Flickcroft showed some emotion Yeah Biscuits put me off Go on Cam It just He's never seen a manager that show. It's like you look at Use Evans as an example. He always wore his heart on his sleeve and had the passion. Fair enough, it was always in the wrong place. It was always the linesman or the referee, but it's still that little bit of passion and energy and urgency that he had. Whereas Flickcroft's so laid back and he's so chilled out about things. It's like... He's either waiting for his tactics to work or he's expecting them not to work at all, so he's not going to try. If it had been Evans, you'd be barking orders out for nearly 90 minutes. 
Well, let's just have a little listen to this and then see if the opinion changes. Anyone listen to this yet or, or watch this? Yeah. I've heard, yeah. I purposely didn't... Usually I listen to the post-match or watch the post-match interview as soon as it's on after a game. But this week I purposely didn't because maybe a little bit of frustration with obviously not um, finishing where, where we wanted to, maybe because it was the end of the season, whatever. But I listened to this for the first time today and I was punching the air almost because he slightly won me over with his passion and he was in, in his honesty. This is what David Flickcroft had to say after the, um, the Crawley draw and uh, after finishing in eighth place and the season being over. Let's have a listen to what the stakes boss David Flickcroft had to say. That's one of the best atmospheres I've been involved with. It was absolutely incredible. And um, I'm gutted, I'm disappointed, uh, but certainly on reflection, you know, when I get this right and when I build this team and it looks like a Dave Flitcroft team, and it'll have all the ingre- ingredients what a Mansfield Town supporter wants, it'll have all the ingredients what I want, it'll be fit, it'll be dynamic, it'll be able to run harder than a team, outfight, outthink, uh, and outpass any team. And uh, that's what I'll promise the fans that I'll build. You can't just throw money at something and expect it to work, you know, and uh, this team has been built. I think it's probably the most expensive team in the league, uh, but I want hungry players. I want players who are going to train every day to get better, train every day to prove. Players coming up, players that want to get to the champ, players that want to drive towards that champ, not ex-championship players who just want to pick up the money. I want to get players that want to play for Mansfield Town week in, week out, when I look at what Accrington have done and, uh, and Wickham to an extent. There's a togetherness, there's a collective. There was a disharmony when I walked into this football club in that dressing room. That's come off the players, right? That's off the players. They've told me that. Uh, There was a divide culture. There was a culture that... uh, There wasn't a togetherness. Fact. So, you know, (laughs) did I expect to walk into that? No. Have I tried to galvanise that? Yeah. You've got to design it. You've got to design it. You've got to build it. You've got to be on the training ground. You've got to design the fittest team. You've got to design a technically good team. And if you're not on the training ground doing that, then you're just trying to fluke it. We will design it, and uh, and that's what we're in the process of doing now. It was difficult the first two or three weeks because uh, of the run of games and the uh, the short the, the closeness to each game, Saturday, Tuesday, and then uh, the Easter period. But I've seen a real change in uh, in mindset. I've seen a real change over the last three weeks. Uh, with Saturday to Saturday, you can get a lot of work on the training ground, and um, you know most of the group have committed to that. Um, but listen, uh, it's been a failed promotion season. Um, you know, and I think there's reasons that, that I now understand why. And, you know, I will, like I said, I'll find them reasons and, and make sure that uh, bring solutions to make this the best footballing team in, in, uh, in the league. David Flickcroft speaking to mansfieldtown.net forward slash I follow after Crawley's uh, the 1-1 draw with Crawley to end the season. If you want to watch that in full, head to the website. Cam, obviously you'd not listened to that before. I was listening to that and managed to find... This is this is early why I disappeared to find a scrap bit of paper. I went to find this, which you obviously can't read because it's not focused enough. Um, but I basically found a scrap bit of paper and was scribbling notes on listening to that uh, up on the first time. So... Um, what sort of jumped out at you from what he was saying there? Because you could tell there was a bit more anger, a bit more passion, a bit more desire about his voice than the usual, yeah, well, you know, MO's got a goal and uh, we've got a 1-1 one, one draw. I feel, <laughs> I do feel a little bit more galvanised. I just... Galvanised, Galvanised. I just wish it had been sooner. It just, he's, like I said earlier, he just lacked that bit of... Bit of passion on the touchline. He just needed, I think, just showing a bit more emotion on the touchline. Getting players, if players are slightly slipping from the game plan or positions, then shout at them, get them back in position, get them, mm. 
get them organised and I think I think he's hit the nail on the head with the the whole player situation, the negative vibes, the the divide and the the reasons why we've failed and I just hope we can sort that. I think it's What's interesting to me is the fact that he's he come out and said we don't want a team where money's just been thrown at it. Mm. Where I think it, that's a little bit of a dig at Steve Evans. Oh, massively. You know, you, you can, you know, it was a bit of a backhanded, you know, dig at him. And in a way, in a way, in a way, he's absolutely right. You can't just throw money at it and then expect Which is what a team he's done at every 11. single club he's been at. And what concerns me about Steve Evans was. The fact that at every club that he's been at, he's left a sort of trail of destruction in his wake. Yeah. Yeah. Crawley, they obviously went in a high, and then they've dropped back down. Now they're a struggling club once again. Rotherham managed to just about stabilise themselves, but they've sort of been through the mire a little bit. Leeds is Leeds. Boston, well, you know what happened. Yeah. You know what's happened there. So it's always a bit of a worry. And it's quite, quite interesting. Steve owns CV will taken a massive hit this year. Yeah. It's completely changed, hasn't two, it? Two teams that quad, have quite easily got promotion. Peterborough in playoffs when he joined. He's guiding them out at playoffs. We were on the verge of the top three possible automatics come end of season. He's left and he's left us in ruins. Yeah. So he, th- he thought he'd be sat there today thinking, I'm going to be playing Forrest and Burton and people like that this season, uh, next season. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be back in the Championship next season. It's all oh. right for you. But, yeah, Burton went down. Oh, right, Bolton right. scored in like the 88th minute to save themselves. Bolton yeah. then. I know oh. begin with yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, comments uh, coming in. Um, loads of them coming in. Um, interesting one from Peter. and One I do agree with, to be fair, but um, I'm going to go against it for, for the purpose of this show. He says, I don't want to hear Evans mentioned anymore. Flickcroft, like it or not, is the manager for now. He's made a start today, and again, his choice it's his choice, not ours. So let's enjoy the summer and be ready to drive the stags on next season completely agree although this is the end of the season review show so we <laughs> wouldn't have anything to talk about Peter unfortunately. I, 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 I do agree and you know you can't is absolutely yeah dad you could put a lot of this season's failure down to Evans though you think because of the, just like Flickroft said there was a lot of negative vibes coming out of this dressing room when I walked in and you can a hundred and hundred you can put a hundred and hundred. I was trying to think that's two hundred. <laughs> of that down to Evans and Rayner. I know well, they said was... you don't want to mention him, but you can. No, put well, this, no, they were the managers. This, so this season's failures down to them. Fair yeah. enough. Flickcroft might have been able to sal- should have been able to salvage it, but it, everything started to go wrong as soon as they left. What worries me is what Flickcroft said in that interview there. When he walked in straight away, there was a disharmony in the dressing room. A disharmony in a dressing room, taking over a club. You do expect it in a little way, but in the way that he described it, it was bigger than what he thought. But that then makes me wonder that there was disharmony under Steve Evans as well. So would we have ended up like this anyway? It depends on whether, you know, I think we've spoke about it before, it depends on whether Steve Evans can handle that. Disharmony. It's different you know. management, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think Steve could have ma- managed it better than, no disrespect to David, he could probably manage it better than David. And to be fair, the way Steve's personality is, he'd probably enjoy the little bit of disharmony within the within the group slightly. Perhaps he created it purposely, yeah. if that's the way he wanted to 
to work. Yeah. You could all the disarmament could have simply just been caused by the fact that he left. Yeah. yeah. I know it wasn't long, True. but that could have that could have just shook it. Maybe, maybe it was uh, you know close to collapsing anyway. But maybe that was just the you think final that, you think since, back, so yeah. to speak. since yeah. Evans has come out, Danny Rose has been finding form now in between. Yeah. Alex McDonald's another one that's not been performing as much. Reese Bennett, Mal Benning, all players that you could rely on. They've just been near enough non-existent the last. last the only player that has it's been consistent between between Evans leaving and end of season has been Kane. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's look back at the season as a whole rather than sort of looking at it as the Evans bit and the Flickcroft bit. Let's look at it as, as, as a whole. Uh, got the stats in front of me here for, for those. Obviously, Comrade Logan played the uh, most games with 49, 13 clean sheets for him. Let's go back right to the start of the summer. Out in Malta, a bit warmer weather than what it is tonight. It has just yeah. dropped in the last sort yeah, of time, which is why we're all sort of starting to shiver a little bit. We thought it would be a nice idea, but that worked. Does the, the, the heater thing work? It does, but it takes about an hour to warm up. So ah, well, yeah, we'd be, yeah, <laughs> that'd be about it. Um, so we're, let's go back to that. Obviously, you were out in Malta pre-season. Yep. You saw the lads come together, and then from what pre-season promised us, then we go to Crew, and it sort of doesn't quite happen. Is that where we sort of started going wrong? The fact we didn't start as as well as we had been doing in pre-season. Yeah, I'd. I'd... I'd say so. Although I wouldn't say pre-season isn't that good, to be honest, but you can't say much from pre-season. It's fitness, end of the day. But I think you look at the start of the season, so the first 10, 15 games, wasn't a very good start at all. Uh, but I still stick by the fact that that's because we had so many changes. And um, <laughs> it's my concern for the, <laughs> the next season, because we said earlier, looking at the retain list, um, obviously we've got, was it 10 in contract and staying? Definite. Yeah. Say so. Say then you've got the rest on transfer list. Trans- transfer list. Say even for. I mean, I think all of them will go. But let's say half of them go. So you, that thirteen plays, you've still got at least another ten to bring in. I'll so say it's still I think a be, lot of changes. It's still going to be a massive recruitment drive this season. We know we've yeah. been not about. We don't want to be making mass signings, but you look at it at the minute. Looks like we're going to have to. Exactly. And you think half the players that are on the transfer list could quite easily play in divisions above. What this is? I think they'll all be well, gone. You all of them on the transfer list, they'll all be gone. You don't know if he's going to bring in youth, though. Look at the youth team and bring some of the youth team in. Yeah, they're untested, yeah. though. I, I, I do want to see them involved, but they're untested at this level. Like in the men's game, it's all well and good winning youth. It's, the youth it's league, interesting that you it's say different. that. Did anybody see how what crew do last game of pretty much every season? Always play the youth team. Always, always play, play the, the academy team, eleven. Academy and, yeah. 11, and they yeah. beat Cheltenham. Now Cheltenham gave us a good run for us money at home, and then absolutely wiped the floor with us away. Well, you mentioned Cheltenham there. You mentioned wiped the floor with us away. Um, obviously, I want to just t- look back on last season before we go off and attend to next season. Yeah. <laughs> so let's go back to that. Um, biggest, yeah, it is your. It is actually your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this, that's what happens on this show. That's why we love it. Yeah. Biggest disappointment in terms of on the pitch. Where did that happen? For you, just give me a, a game, and then we'll go for the reasons. Cam, I'll start with you. Right? Is it the Cheltenham one? Yeah, Cheltenham away. Sai? Forest Green. Nath? Forest Green away. I think Forest Green for me. I think if I was if I were going to split straws, I go Forest Green under Flitcroft, and then probably Cheltenham away under Evans. Oh, because horrible. We just we horrible just weren't horrible night. We just weren't there, and we were on it. 
for the first half. Yeah. And then we just disintegrated like everyone had got back on bus and come back to Mansfield. It was just shocking. And I'll say we left when their third goal went in because it was a long way back and motorways were shut and... This was a detour. Newport and Colchester. Colchester is yeah. another one. Which so is, many games that are, that, that are on that list where we've not turned up and not performed. And then so many games as well where we've been either leading games or, and then thrown it away. Back in November, December time when we had that list of how many points we threw away, if you add them points on now mm. to what we've got, we'd have scraped, we'd have got into the playoffs comfortably. We might have even scraped we've automatic. By far been the biggest bottle job this season. Oh, yeah. You normally get looted for this, but this season it's 100% us. Oh, by an absolute mile, isn't it? Because it's not, it's not just those games where we've gone out and got battered. So, you, you, like we said, the Colchester, Cheltenham's... Forest Green to the same extent it's not just those games you look at the like you said the points we've thrown away um, there's been so many and it's, it's actually it's actually beyond belief you could list them off your head couldn't you you know Luton Lincoln Colchester Lu- uh, Luton away Luton oh yeah too, so Luton yeah. twice Accrington Crew they come and battered us it, the list goes on Crew at home, crew away as well. Yeah, it's we've we've just not been for what we were supposed to be, what we were built at. We were built as champions by some. That was not a champions side. No matter who was in charge or what the players were, you could t- you could tell from day one that it was going to be an indifferent season. And in, if you'd have said to me that we'd have finished eighth in November time, I'd have laughed laughed at you because we weren't we weren't great. We just weren't turning up. What about individual players? Who's been uh, let's start off with a positive. Who's been the biggest surprise to you, Nace? CJ, as in definitely. The he's improved, and I think if he does the same, you know, again, I think he's going to be a cracking player. So si, you're going to yeah. go CJ? Yeah, I echo that. Yeah, yeah, CJ. Cam? Yeah, I'd say CJ. Yeah, I think CJ is up there, isn't he? For you know what he's put in and where because he sort of wasn't in getting in the lineup for a, for a while. It seemed to be McDonald and Potter on either wing, and yeah. CJ wasn't getting a look. And then came in. I think Notts County in the chucker trade played in that one. Yeah. Scored, then didn't sort of scored and sort of Beautiful got himself not. into it the was. team and sort of hasn't looked back <laughs> since. What about biggest disappointment? The player who sort of come in with who had the most promise for this season and sort of dipped down the radar. Mellis. I, know I, ne- I never rated Mellis anyway. Mm. Maybe you're going to say. I know <laughs> on three, one, two, three. <laughs> Lee Angle. Thank you. <laughs> Correct. Cam. Mm. Interested. So before you, just before you answer, can I just say? Can you just say? I'm, you just I'm, just... I'm so upset that I've actually got it on camera. Me and Malta singing Lee Angle's name. Like <laughs> that's on YouTube, and I just can't get that out of my head. Oh. Oh, anyway, dear. carry on, Cam. <laughs> uh, Disappointment, Callum Butcher. I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you said that. I was going to go with Callum Butcher. Championship. Well, got Millwall to Championship. Played, played a couple of games much, there, didn't he? Pretty much jump. every game in League One. Playoff final. Came in, showed his ability for Carlisle away, and well, what else can you really say other than that? Dropped like a stone. Ended up you know, on loan at Billericay Town on the transfer list. Yeah. You know what I reckon with him? I think it's a similar situation to sort of, well, not, not Billy, I was going to say Billy Key, but not necessarily Billy Key, but you know one of those players who's just not settled? Because when he went to Billericay, is it? 
Well, he yeah, went he, because he, he didn't go because of the level. He went because of the location. Location, and yeah. And that's young guy I mean. didn't want to move away from his family. Yeah, young family. I, I think that's his main downfall. I think mm. he came to us and obviously was sold the dream by Steve Evans and all that. Um, um, but then he just come here and it's just not he's just not settled in. And I just I you know I, I think that's been the issue with him. I think. Well, we're going to give some awards out to uh, players later on, but it's time for a little bit of fun, and then we'll talk about our hopes and ambitions for next season. Earlier on, gentlemen, I gave you an envelope apiece. I got you to pick a random number. Inside those envelopes are 12 questions. Oh, crikey. Uh, You will hand the envelopes uh, to me uh, upon instructions. Don't open them. Don't open them. Can't open them. Um, It's our 12 against time. It's our David Flickcroft 12 against time end of the season review quiz. And there is a prize for the first and second place. Very similar to our uh, Memory Lane series, you will each go up against the clock uh, to determine how many you score and how many you win. I've just realised that I've not, not brought a pen out of me, so do excuse me whilst I grab a pen. In fact, can there might be one in that, in that bag if you can just search your pen for a pen for me, that would be great. It should be in the little... Uh, but it's live Got little side it. pocket there'll, there'll be a pen in there and it should be that's the one that'll do have a Mansfield uh, Town one I will have a Mansfield Town one thank you very much for that maybe um, possibly yeah. um, to determine who goes first second and third there are numbers on your envelopes Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Simon now has his head in his hands why would that be Simon because I've got number one you have please pass me your envelope Thank you very much. All of these questions are all about this series. I'll uh, show you the envelope, get it right the first time round. There you go. These have been sealed. Uh, you can just clarify that they're sealed for me. Signed yeah. The guys it's, haven't seen inside. Like Jeremy Carr DNA test, you know. <laughs> I can reveal that you are the father. <laughs> God, Ian Bowling's not mine, though. <laughs> um, <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> um, so inside these envelopes are 12 questions, which uh, you're going to have to answer. Um, so here we go. We'll <laughs> open the envelope. Uh, they're all of different difficulties. I can, t- can tell you that each um, set of questions does contain one of our favourite questions, oh. an anagram. Oh, at least it's not going to start in 1964. Well, right, no, they're all about this season. So prime. They're all about this season. So uh, there you go. Stick that one on, on there. Um, so I will unfold your questions. Um, if I could ask you to be timekeeper for me, Cam, on this one. If you can, can I steal someone's phone, man? Oh, like is yours, is yours n- dead? Nearly dead. Can we use yours, Simon? Your, yours is there, Simon. Um, just for this one, I'll get used to be the timekeeper. Um, time will start um, when I ask the first question. So I'll okay. count down and then ask the first question. Um, in honour of the Stags' 12-game dramatic U-turn, which saw them wave goodbye to promotion, our final quiz of the season sees us pl- each player face 12 questions against the clock. The person with the most points in the quickest time is the winner. You can pass, but that adds 10 seconds. If you get an incorrect answer, that's just plus five. So it's worth having a stab uh, anyway. Are you ready? No. Okay. In three, two, one... Start the clock. Who made the most appearances from the bench? Blimey. Um, Leango. In all competitions, how many times did David Murphy start? Six. Xander Diamond, Christian Pierce, and Paul Anderson have all worn the captain's armband at some stage in a game, but which other player also wore the armband after Pierce was sent off at Forest Green? Uh, uh, the angle. 
<laughs> the Saints were beaten by Blackpool in the Checker Trade Trophy on penalties, but who missed from the spot in that su- in that shootout? Uh, Jack Thomas. And? Alfie Potter. How many clubs have loaned the Stags players this season? Three. How many former players slash managers of the club rec- return to the One Core Stadium as managers of other clubs? Two. Against who did Alex <laughs> McDonald score his first of three goals for the club this season? Coventry. Bale Pudgy. That's Bale Pudgy is an anagram of which podcast icon? Bale Pudgy. Bale Pudgy. B-A-I-L-P-U-D-G-Y. Bale Pudgy. <laughs> I don't realise what it is. Bale Pudgy. Can pass or you can give an incorrect answer. Oh, pass. I've lost this one. <laughs> <laughs> Not including the penalty shootout, how many goals did the Stags score in the Checker Trade 2 trophy this term? 3, 5 or 7? 5. Between Will Atkinson and Jacob Mellis, who was booked the most? Will Atkinson. Who scored his one and only goal for the club in the 4-3 defeat at home to Crew? Ricky Miller. And how many Stags fans made the trip to Exeter in February? Oh, cracky. Uh, 231. Oh, stop the clock. What was the time? Uh, two minutes hour. 20. Two yeah. minutes 20. Four hours. <laughs> 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 it will be after this. <laughs> One, two, three. I can tell you got four correct, Simon. You got oh, four God. correct in two minutes 20. This was five... Plus, not yet. Plus oh, five, no. plus, so that's uh, 10, uh, 15, <laughs> 20, 25, 30, 35, 45. So 220 plus 45 seconds can would be three minutes and five? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Three minutes. Look at that. I don't know. Well, I'm saying three minutes and five. Go on, put him out of his misery. Paul Digby. Come on. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Who this had is- number two? Is me. Are you going to go through wrong answers? Oh, sorry. Uh, well, no, I'm not. Because we might need them. Tiebreakers. There's a tiebreaker. Fair enough. Shocking. I think we should add five seconds on for him opening the envelope. Three minutes and five. Add three minutes and five. Oh, dear. Second envelope is being opened. Nathan, are you getting nervous yet? Hands. We're all very similar questions. Not with these times. Yeah. <laughs> but you never know what might happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Simon, you are on stopwatch duty. I'm, I'm an expert at this now. You are, mate. You are. Uh, Cam, are you ready? Yep. Okay, remember, plus ten for a, a pass, plus five for an incorrect answer. In three, two, one. Start the clock. Between Conrad Logan and Christian Pierce, who made the most starts? Conrad Logan. In all competitions, how many goals did Alfie Potter score? Five. Bobby Lesnick made six starts, one in the league against who? Wickham. Who put the Stags out of the League Cup at the start of the season? Rochdale. Who did Callum Butcher join on loan early this year? Billericay Town. Which former managers returned to the club for the first time since leaving with guys in the FA Cup second round? Oh, Paul Cox had a How many hat tricks were scored by Stags players this season? One, two, or three? Two. 
Arsenal Proud. That's Arsenal Proud is an anagram of which podcast legend? Arsenal Proud. Uh, Arsenal Pound. Sorry, Arsenal Pound uh, is an anagram oh, of Paul which? Paul Anderson. In all competitions, how many goals did the Stags score past Lincoln City? In all competitions, how many goals did the Stags score past Lincoln City? Three. Between Rhys Bennett and Christian Pearce, who picked up the most bookings? Uh, Rhys Bennett. Who scored the one and only goal of the game as the Stags beat Everton under-23s in the final Czech Trade Trophy group match? Xander Diamond. And how many Stags fans made the trip to crew on the opening day of the season? 1,226. Stop the clock. Oh, he's done it. He's done well there. He's done well. One, two, three. He's got ten. Ten correct. Ten correct. They were easier. It was luck of the draw. They were easier. It was luck of the draw. Obviously. It was luck of the draw. Time, please. One minute twenty. One minute twenty. Plus those. He did. Plus those penalties. Is a time of one minute thirty. Good luck. Uh, Nathan, can I have your envelope? Could I have your... Uh, Technically, as soon as, as soon as it starts, if I just pass all 12 straight away, I'd just do it. Yeah, you would. If I get 1 minute 20 plus a few seconds. I mean... Pass, 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 pass. I mean, you would, but that's not in the spirit of the game, is it? No, but I haven't won much this season. But <laughs> I'm not doing that, don't worry. I might as well, because there's no way I'm going to win otherwise, but... <laughs> Well, there's a prize for second place as well. Oh, yeah. There's a prize for first and Come second on, place. I even get that Sorry, Ty. So You're not getting first, Nathan. Really? I'm glad you have. I'll help you out, Nathan. No, I don't. No help from the audience, <laughs> please. From this pillar. No help from the audience, please. <laughs> Who knows? These might be easy. I mean, none are easy questions. They're all on a similar theme. So, you know, it's look of the draw. So, uh, Nathan. Are you ready? Yeah. Simon, are you ready with the stopwatch? Yeah. In three, <laughs> two, one, start the clock. Danny Rose finished as top scorer, but who else reached double figures? There were two other players. Dane Hemmings. And? Oh, it's two. Oh, um. You hate him. Oh, great. The angle. <laughs> in, all competition, wow. in, all, in all competitions, how many clean sheets did Conrad Logan keep? Oh, you said this earlier. Oh, Watson, 13. Youngster Zane Hakeem made one substitute appearance, but against who? It was in the Checker Trade Trophy. Oh, which one? Which one? Which one? Um... Oh my god, I ain't got time for this. Chelsea. No, no, <laughs> Lincoln. Chelsea. Lincoln, not Chelsea. <laughs> I say so. Chelsea, Everton, Lincoln. Oh. Lincoln, anyway, Lincoln. Don't answer that. Don't tell. Short time you wasted. If the Stakes had beaten Cardiff in the FA Cup third round replay, who would they have? Who would have been the opponents in the fourth round? He's lost anyway. Defender George Taff was twice loaned to which fellow League Two club? Uh, which manager gave Paul Rayner the nickname Dodgy? Ainsworth. Skipper Zander Diamond scored four goals in how many starts? Seriously. Yeah, seriously. Um, no, ten. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, Bin Man Glen. Bin Man Glen is an anagram of which Derby Day hero? In all competitions, how many goals did the Stags put past Notts County? Oh. Wait, you say all season? In all all competitions. No, you've answered now. Uh, oh, who picked five. up? Who picked up the most yellow cards? Danny Rose or Kane Hemmings? Can't be Danny Rose. Who scored on their debut coming from the bench away at Carlisle? Butcher. How many? How many Stags fans made the trip to Yeovil? Hello. 
Um, three, 358 out of okay. <laughs> Stop the clock! <laughs> one minute 57. <laughs> one minute 57. You asked me. And you got one, two, three. You had the easiest questions, four. that's why. Yeah, I, 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 I knew all your answers, mate. Eight correct answers in one minute 57 plus five. Plus, uh, so that's 10, uh, 15, 20, plus 20 is 2 minutes and 2 minutes and 2 minutes and 17 seconds. 2 minutes and 17 seconds, I'll give you that. Uh, which means, in first place, with a total score of Six. 10 <laughs> in 1 minute 30, is Mr. Cam Felton. And in second place, with a score of 8 in 1 minute 57, <laughs> is, is Mr. Nathan yeah. Edge. Um, we have trophies this is no expense spared boys I've been out and I've got proper trophies for you all because I appreciate how you are um, it's the David Flickcroft 12 against time um, quiz um, so therefore I would like to present with to you the winner of uh, of this the David Flipflop uh, winner's trophy to Cam Felton ladies and gentlemen thank you there you go and the runner up Trophy goes to Mr. Nathan Edge. There you go. One flip for please. Guess how? Guess how? Guess how much they cost me? Quid? Pound. There you go. No expense spared, like you say. Like I say, no expense spared. You've got his initials on. Yeah, I've I've put your initials on there. It's something a little bit special for you. I mean, hang it on my wall. This is going on my wall. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think it should go pride of place. I'm glad I convert now. (laughs) (laughs) You're grateful, son. (laughs) (laughs) You knew what. Absolutely. Fifty pieces worth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah, just, just twenty-five feet. Just tell that dagger out his <laughs> And for you, Simon. Hey. Consolation prize. My new best mate. <laughs> it's now your big your poor big few photo. There you go. Give it your back. Um, thank you very much for playing the quiz, and thank you very much to you at home uh, for watching those uh, as well and sort of getting involved with that. Many people laughing. Uh, that I hope you've enjoyed that bit of entertainment. Next season, if we come back, we'd like you to get involved with the quiz as well. Stay tuned for details on that. But now, time for a little bit of a treat. Last night, Cam wasn't there, unfortunately, um, so we drafted somebody else in last night to help out. Um, we were at the fabulous Capo Lounge in Mansford. If nobody's ever been there, uh, by the way, what have, you, have you been drawing on there? Have you scribbled something no. up? What have you done? Are you just showing no. it off? Just showing it off. There you go. Uh, we were at the fabulous Capo Lounge in Mansfield on... Uh, bad luck, is it? Yeah. On uh, It's not even a shoe, though, is it? It's a flip-flop. Uh, <laughs> Picky bunch. Um, we were at the fabulous Cafe Lounge in Mansfield to have uh, an evening with Bobby Hassel on a trip down memory lane. Simon and Nathan, what a night it was. A bit different to the Ian Bowling one. This one was a little bit more open and honest rather than the uh, the stories, but it's still a great insight. And what a guy, Nathan. What a guy. Yeah, I mean, he was, he's obviously a legend at, at the club anyway. Uh, so, so it's a real privilege to to be able to sit there and uh, and interview him and hear about you know his his life at, at a club that he still clearly how you know has keeps close to his heart still, along with Barnsley. And um, it was great to hear about what it was like to be part of that you know some of the best times in in Mansfield Town's history. It was uh, you know a fantastic interview, and I really enjoyed being there. What about you, Si? Obviously, he gave a nice insight into David Flickcroft as well, didn't he? Yes, he did, to be honest. I mean, he, he was completely honest about him. Uh, he's told us guys to kind of keep the faith with him because he, 
what Bobby kind of says, as you'll see on the on the video in a couple of weeks, that you know he's he is a motivator, and you know it's worth sticking with him because he will we will go far with him. So hopefully, you know Bobby's words will come true and we'll get there. Now, Cam, one thing which I'm sure you'd have sort of liked to hear about last night was the playoff final in 2004. Do you remember much of it, or were you still a little? Were you even born? <laughs> I'm not that young. <laughs> <laughs> He's just had a low paper hand. <laughs> uh, obviously, that was Bobby's last appearance uh, for the club. That defeat on penalties where Liam Lawrence tried that penalty. He revealed why Liam did that penalty, by the way, to us. Was that on camera or off camera? No, I think it was on. off. Was that was on, on camera? Yeah, on camera. Uh, so yeah. Look out uh, for that one. Uh, but this is what Bobby had to say about the playoff final, his final game for the club. And there was a very interesting revelation, too. I went on the five. I think I was always on the sixth one, the first one, uh, if it went to, to that stage. Uh, we should have won the game in 90 minutes or 120, where it was. I think we scored that day. It was didn't yeah, all yeah. cross the line. Never crossed the line. I watched it back <laughs> earlier. didn't cross the line, trust me. I mean, we should, as I said, we should have won. It was a strange game going into it. I'd already signed for Barnsley before I played that game. And Liam had already signed for Sunderland before he played that game. Um, so he was desperate to leave, you know, taking the club up again. Junior Mendes had already signed for Huddersfield before, which I wasn't happy about because obviously played it, we were playing against them and we are getting beat on penalties. Yeah. And he'd come off injured. Injured or Well, he injured? wasn't injured, no. Yeah. That's my opinion. He was yeah. all right on the bus on the way home. So perhaps shouldn't have played in that game. Uh, but we still, we still should have won the game. How difficult was that situation for Keith Curlin as manager? Because he would have known that you know Liam would go to Stoke, he would go to Barnsley, and especially the Mendes situation with going to Huddersfield and having signed yeah, before the so, game. How much of a difficult situation that. did that put him in as a manager, in your opinion? Well, he wouldn't have known about it. You don't think he would? Uh, no, no. It was his fault. Not the reality is none as well as played for him. I was one of them. I didn't want to stay away. He was manager. Uh, so we were we were already we were already decided to leave. It offered all, us all less money, even if we got promoted. So the the time was right to leave. I played nearly 200 games. I needed to progress in my career. I'd already turned down two or three. Well, the club had turned down two and three offers for me uh, from high division clubs, and they thought they could get money for me, not realising I was actually 24 when my contract went out. So I was a free. So they made a host of mistakes with us lot. Yeah, there's some very insightful uh, information coming out from Bobby Hassel in that interview. You'll be able to watch that two weeks on Wednesday. It's all for the Alzheimer's Society. It's a trip down memory lane. We'll leave all the links and everything to that in the descriptions of the relevant videos. And then next Wednesday, next Wednesday, around sort of either midday or uh, five o'clock. We've not decided on an actual time uh, yet. Still got to sort that out. But it will be next Wednesday Wednesday at some point. Episode one will go to where uh, as we take a trip down memory lane with... Ian Bowling, former Stags goalkeeper. Um, three words from each of you to sum up what the Stags fans and what viewers and everything can expect uh, from episode one with Ian Bowling. I'll start with Cam. Honesty. Uh, Humour. Character. Slime. S- swearing. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of swearing. Yeah. Uh, honesty. And I'd have to go with Cam again. Humour. Nate? Um, surprises. Um, passion, I'd probably say. And 
I thought I'd say humour as well, because they have been quite humorous so far, aren't they? And all I'll say is, uh, listen out for his story about when he went into theatre to have his arm stitched up and have a skin graft. So all I'm going to say about that, you know, these know what's coming, that's why they're creasing themselves uh, laughing. More on that uh, next Wednesday. And also, if you want a sneak peek, make sure you pick up a copy of the Mansfield Chad, uh, because there'll be a, a written article in there about that. It's all for the Alzheimer's Society, and we'll have news very, very soon, hopefully next week, um, um, of the Champions Reunion more on that when we get it let's turn our attention back to the season just gone and the season coming up as we wrap up the final uh, live podcast of the series episode 40 I can't believe we made it this far it's ridiculous Uh, I know Uh, let's go uh, down uh, some of the comments and let's start with this one this is one uh, an apt one for the future Martin asks true or false uh, have the one call and John Radford brought uh, Retford United it's the one call trust isn't it who have Mm. purchased them obviously with Radford backing them and I think that sets up a nice little link, doesn't it, with uh, you know developing young players? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's always, I think it's always good for youth to come through, and you know it might be a case of you know we can get them at, at Mansfield, and we've always done well with local lads, to be honest. So it'll be nice to get some local lads in the first team and things like that, or in and around the first team. So yeah, I think it's quite good. What about you, Nath? Obviously, this. Flickcroft seems very sort of uh, committed to developing young players. We've heard that from Bobby Hassel, mm. uh, a man who's sort of seen it happen firsthand as well. So does having that sort of link and being able to send players out to get senior experience sort of uh, help with that as well? Because I'm sure Radford's not just brought it for the sake of putting some money somewhere. He's, no, he's brought no. that with Mansfield Town firmly in mind. I, I, I honestly think we, we may look, at, look back at this point and see it as a real transition into, in, into Mansfield Town Football Club, you know, from where we are. At the moment, you think when we come back into the league... Well, when we went out of the league, obviously our academy and youth team obviously all went because it just wasn't sustainable anymore. Since we've been back in, we've been trying to rebuild what, what, we, you know, what we did have, which was obviously a very successful youth setup where we had great players like Bobby coming through. So we've been rebuilding that, and now we've got it to a stage where I think it's ready for its next level. We've got some great staff in there who are running it. We've obviously got very successful players and potential players uh, in, that, in that squad. So now it's that time to take that extra step up and fill that gap between youth and the first team. And uh, I think this is probably, in Radford's thinking, bringing in a manager that wants to invest in youth, you know, wants to work with them and wants to bring them through. And uh, I think having uh, Retford as well is going to be a, like, you know, sort of like a, like a feeder club for us where we can use those players and get them that experience. Now, I might be sort of putting two and two together and making about 4,800 I know you're going to make a comment about math tests um, but Jaden Maguire obviously uh, decided not to sign on with Boston again next season he's still very much involved with the coaching setup up at the Stags at Dan at uh, Brooksby Melton College that sort of thing um, obviously that sort of uh, side Retford United part time side could you perhaps see him going in there as sort of uh, maybe a potential sort of player manager sort of role and sort of you know cutting awesome. his teeth in that way and developing the youngsters Possibly, but you think you look at what we do with you players at the minute, sending them out on loan. I don't think it's overly helping them develop because they're going that far down the pyramid. It's a lot of the time it's like sending them to a Sunday league team. You'll send them to like obviously like Jack Thomas and all that went out to like. Worksop and Rainworth, it's like it's not going to develop them. So I think if we can get this thing, if we can get it set up the way that we want with Retford, 
and get them a little bit higher up the pyramid, then I think it could pull off. But I think it all depends on what what Radford actually wants to do with that place. I guess uh, one of the these aspects, if Maguire does take on a role there, um, and if if other of our staff go there, I think what you probably would what you would maybe find with that is obviously you, the difference is is obviously sending our players out on loan to like say these low really low clubs um, they just go in there as individuals whereas if they go to Retford together they're a team and they can keep working as a team and it's all being looked at as from, from the, like it's, it's like an inside job from the club so we're seeing them develop the way we want them to rather than going to clubs and they're doing their bit if that, if that makes sense that's the sort of way I think it probably could work but well, it's certainly a model which it's certainly a model which other clubs have followed Notts Forest for example Nottingham Forest for example Notts County Alan Harley obviously got his fingers in a few pies if you excuse the pun um, uh, you know there are plenty of teams who sort of do go down that route so who knows for the future what about the first team then obviously um, we've had our reservations about David Flitcroft um, but upon hearing I mean the retain list has sort of knocked me a little bit, but you know you've got to do what you've got to do in this job um, to build something for the future. And upon hearing his passion and his hear- hearing his openness in that interview after the Crawley game, slightly swayed me. Is the manager of Mansfield Town? I'm going to back him. He's had success in this division before with Bury. I'm not going to forget that. Um, I personally think if he get, if he's given a bit of money and given a little bit of freedom and gets the right players in early and hits the ground running, I think we'll be alright next season but hmm. it's 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 a huge huge but ask isn't by it by alright what do you mean do you mean alright staying in the division or alright promotion no alright isn't challenging for another playoff space, yeah. another playoff season I don't see I, us I don't, I, don't, I don't see us battling at the wrong end of the table I don't want another playoff season I want promotion automatic I want automatic <coughs> walk, walk league come on yeah, yeah there's, <laughs> no point, there's no point playing for automatic we might as well just go for it and go for promotion. Otherwise, there's no point playing football if you're just going oh, to yeah. play for playoffs. But that's very true. But yeah, that's what I mean. Playoffs <laughs> is the, playoffs is the bare minimum, isn't if, it? If we can't make automatic, then obviously, yeah, you you go for playoffs. But, you know, you've got to go for automatic, surely. Yeah. What happens, though, if we... I mean, how long do you give him? What if he gets off to the same start that he's, he's done at the moment? So, say we're 12 games in and he's like, we've got the same record. What what happens then? You know, he's got his players in then. It's a bit, it's a bit late because... Uh, I also believe that this year the transfer window finishes right before the season starts whereas normally yeah. it goes on a little bit doesn't it yeah it's usually so, the end of the first month of the season isn't yeah. it yeah. so now even that opportunity is gone so you know if we have him for the first 12 games and he doesn't win many do we, what do we do do we stick with him or you know you, your fans are already 50-50 as it is if we get a bad start that's obviously going to be at least 70-30 who's going to want him gone so Mm. It's it's re- it's the pressure. Got to is, a good start, the pressure is is huge for him, isn't it? Because you know, he's, he's, like Nathan says, he's got to get off to a, a, a good to winning right. start, and he's got to do it at home as well. Because at home, it's just not been not been good enough. No, no, he, he needs to hit the ground running. To be honest, you know, he needs to get these players in, and with the players being released, I know it's been a shock for like for Reece Bennett going and other people, but you never know who he's going to bring in so you know like we were just talking before we went live you know we, we don't know who he's going to bring in so we might be bringing somebody in that you know we might sit here and go actually that's not a bad replacement to be honest so we just don't know who, who he's going to bring in just looking at this, Cal- this uh, comment from Callum which does actually sum it up 
relatively well. We need players who will do anything to wear the Mansfield shirt and play their hearts out for 90 minutes week in, week out. The way next season will go is all down to recruitment. Let's hope we get some good players in and we go again next season. Um, what's the key area for you, Cam? Obviously, he's got to pretty much rebuild a whole squad, but where have we been lacking under under the way Flickcroft plays? I mean, from what we've been told from Bobby Assel, he will play a very passing game and he will try and pass teams and run teams off the park next season. So I don't think we've had the players in our ranks to do that this time round. Um, I think, obviously, we'll need some ball play midfielders. And I still think we, this is one thing we've been crying out for for the last God knows how long is a striker that knows where the net is well, a prolific striker <laughs> at least because <laughs> Kane and Danny have been hit and miss all season Lee Angle might as well have just stayed in Malta yep <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, would have said no would it I mean the uh, sun's nice and you look at Jimmy Spencer, never got a sniff, and Amara Stern and James, another one, had the potential, didn't get given the chances. So we've had the players there, but we've just not used them. No. So, I, I think we need a goal-scoring midfielder too. Mm. One one that could chip in. A bit like Craig's Digley did that year we got promoted. You know, you look at that and he, and he was in double figures. I mean, I don't think... He had all our midfielders up together. I don't think none of them got to double figures. Well, I can tell you. I'll have a look at the. I'll have a look at the stats. Talking amongst yourselves. Carry on. You know, he, do we have to? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Will Atkinson only scored two. Mellis has only scored one. Didn't one. Yeah. Scored Mac scored a couple. Mac has scored three. Uh, yeah, only double figures. Obviously, with Lee C- Angle on ten. CJ scored. If you had, a couple. Yeah. yeah. All as midfield together. I don't think. It, or it just scrapes double figures. Jacob Mellis. CJ scored three. What would you say would be the, the core midfield? What would you say has been the core midfield then? CJ, Maka, Mellis. CJ on three. Uh, mm, McDonald on Potter. three is six. Uh, Potter scored five, so that's 11. All right. Less than 15. <laughs> less than no, 15. But you want your midfield to be contri- contributing as much yeah. as a collective we're, as your leading scorer. Whereas, you know, when we got, like I say, when we got promoted that year. Liam Lawrence scored double figures. Disley scored double figures. Wayne Corden scored double figures. Then you got Greenacre who scored like twenty odd goals. You know that's that's where we you know where we lacking midfield goal scoring midfielders, and perhaps somebody who can head a ball and score from a corner. Uh, and a set piece. I mean, a set. Yeah. it's a good set piece every now and then. It's just transfer list of the guy nice. who could do that. That's true. He only ever crashed him across. Uh, uh, off the bar or straight to keep his hands he never got a chance though did he never no. got given a chance never got given a chance I was thinking we bring in all these players and we've got that much potential and we just didn't use them so it's hey <laughs> help we'll see swings around about football isn't it but do you know what that's why we watch football isn't it yeah. the ups the, the downs the beautiful game isn't the, it? the joy We've the disappointment the heartbreak we've the retainless haven't yeah. we as much as a you might love or hate it. You you just sort of can't wait for that notification to pop up saying it's been announced because you that's what you're waiting for, isn't it? You want to know what your so club's it. doing and you want to know the next move. And I know I for one all summer will be looking at the uh, the Twitter feed and the Mansfield Town website waiting for an announcement of a signing. You know, because every signing comes in, 
you start looking at them and looking at their career and Carolyn normally yeah, football, tells you when it? there's one coming in uh, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be that frustration of Carolyn will post something at 9am on Tuesday and everyone will be refreshing the website until 5.05 yeah. on Wednesday <laughs> and it crashes it's <laughs> oh, ridiculous well, that's football isn't it finally then as we reflect on the season just gone sum up the season in your own words Cam disappointing Sim- simple as you can put it had the potential had the ability didn't get the performances. Simon? Um, <coughs> what, kind of misled to what we had to start with to the end. You know, we were promised so much and then all of a sudden it's just dipped away sort of thing. And, you know, I know we keep mentioning him, but, you know, he, he walked away 12 games to go. And that, for me, is kind of where our season ended apart from at Forest Green two weeks later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what I'm getting at it, it kind of all fell apart after Coventry and yeah. that that's basically you know misled Nath sort of echo what Simon said you know we've been given that hope it's a bit embarrassing I think every club was waiting <coughs> for us to fail they all warned us about the man we had in had in charge didn't listen didn't listen no well, you know we you know, yellow tinted glasses, look past what we knew he was capable of, and it's come and bit us on the backside. So, let down, hope's just been given to us and then taken away. Embarrassing, and uh, in some ways, I'm a bit relieved the season now over, and let's just see what next year, can, next year can bring. It's like buying a house off the internet and not seeing it ever, and being promised no, that it's this <laughs> stern sturdy building which has got no problems with it whatsoever to only find out that it's built with paper it's, it's leaking <laughs> everywhere and it's Not got holes that. holes in the floorboard <laughs> it's been one of promise but it's also been one of broken promise as well it's been one where we've had a man who's been in charge who's very nearly delivered and then at the critical point walked away replaced by another man who had the potential to deliver but for some reason just couldn't get it right I think the words which sum it up are so near yet so far Um, thank you very much to all of you for your comments throughout uh, the season Um, really really appreciate that good luck to all of the teams that are in the uh, Skybet League 2 playoffs at St Knox County and Lincoln because we'd love to play next season just to have a bit of competitiveness uh, in the the playoffs and if we can keep Coventry around as well that would be alright in fact Exeter go up then the journeys are shorter aren't they get rid of them it's it's all good fun so come on Exeter we're all Grecians for the next couple of weeks so good luck to uh, good luck to you now time for the Mansfield Matters podcast retain list um people under contract for series two of the podcast me <laughs> uh, people under contract and entering into contract negotiations Nathan Edge uh, people under con- people not under contract and therefore released from the podcast uh, Simon Mercer and Cam Felton if you wouldn't mind leaving now that would be fantastic <laughs> no no actually go actually go no if you could actually leave that would be Fantastic! If you could actually get up and leave, that would be. What are you offering that, me? That would be great. I mean, we're negotiating, so I wonder what. I mean, I mean, we, I mean just just stay there for us, gentlemen, because we've just done board. No, no, just if you just stay there. That'd be that'd be great. I mean, I'm going to offer you some some tea, uh, some biscuits, some in date some in date milk, um, and some some high quality quizzes. Tell you what, uh, are you in? It's a change, isn't it? Um, tell you what, throw, throw in some sweets as well. Just pipe down so we can hear it. <laughs> throw in some sweets and some rock every now and then. 
from you know good old Skeg, Skeg Vegas rock, and um, I think I think we can agree. I, th- I mean, I'll tell you what, you're signed up for Series Two, brilliant. But I think what we need is think we do need some of the panelists. Yeah, should we get them back in? Just so yes, for anybody contract. at home, yeah, it should be just matters next just, Yeah, <laughs> please let us know. Um, tell you what, we're joking. We love you. We'll, we'll keep you in. Come on. Is in. I don't know. I don't know about Cam. In the words, in the words of, we need to do some negotiating here to get back in that. In the words of, in the words of John Radford, you don't know what you've got till it's gone. Now, in the words of John Radford, we go together next season as one. Welcome back, boys. On a serious note, from me, um, this season, as I've said before, I would not have been going to every single game. 100% record, by the way. Let's have some of that. Thank you very much. Countless miles, all for us to finish eighth. Cheers for that, Steve. And Dodger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would not have done that without doing this podcast. Doing this podcast has given me a reason uh, to go and watch these games. So I really appreciate you boys coming around to my house, drinking my tea, and all my biscuits, and leaving an absolute mess. Appreciate that. I appreciate your horrible tea and trying to poison us without a date milk. Yep. Uh, um, right. And appreciate your your biscuit buying and trying to kill me off with uh, with with cakes that have got nuts in them. That's fine. Not not a problem. <laughs> and I appreciate your hospitality, Nate, coming here. Uh, we will be back. Uh, next week next Wednesday although it won't be live in the first A Trip Down Memory Lane podcast with Ian Bowling uh, finally my thanks to every single one of you who's left us a comment who's liked the videos who's uh, given us feedback whatever whether you've watched for a second or for every single painful second of this uh, we really appreciate it or whether you've listened on iTunes as well thank you very much uh, for watching this show is always for the fans by the fans why? simply because Mansfield matters Series 2 anyone? You bet your bottom dollar. See you next season. Come on, you sets. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.